2: We are waiting for the Fed Chair Jay Powell testimony that'll begin after the opening statements on Capitol Hill. The Fed Chair going to tell Congress really that it's a little bit uncertain, the outlook, but of course we're getting in data day by day. Retail sales were up 17.7% better than expected, but down 6.1% year over year. I think that's important to stress. Things like auto sales surged. I guess people are not going to be in public transportation as much these days, so that may account for some of that. Let's see what the effect on the markets is of the data, but also of the Fed's moves yesterday and bring in Dave Wilson, Bloomberg Stocks Editor.
3: I mean, those are all pieces of the puzzle, Von, you know, question. When you look at the department store chains and you see Kohl's, Macy's and Nordstrom all up more than 10% in early trading, it tells you the retail sales figures are getting uh, people's attention. Even beyond the economic data, though, even beyond monetary policy, which uh, Chairman Powell is going to be talking about at length, you know, momentarily, You have to look at this story that we came out with overnight uh, that uh, the Trump administration is uh, working on a trillion dollar infrastructure proposal. Now, something like this has been kicking around literally for years, but at a time when people are looking for more fiscal stimulus uh, to kind of bolster the economy here, uh, let's just say this report is getting people's attention. And whether you talk about makers of construction equipment, uh, construction materials, You know, the actual builders, the engineering firms, uh, even a company like United Rentals, which rents construction equipment, all these stocks at the forefront of today's gains. So, you know, the idea that maybe there is, in fact, going to be an infrastructure program in the end uh, getting people's attention. So there's a a pretty broad-based advance going on in stocks at this point. And uh, those uh, particular companies affected by the infrastructure proposal are a big piece of it.
1: Bloomberg stocks editor. So, Dave Wilson, I'm thinking about here when we think about the retail sales number here. I guess one of the issues for a lot of folks is how much is this is real kind of just pent up demand? Kind of call it natural demand, pent up demand versus you know the the effects of the stimulus, which came pretty early. Twelve hundred dollars, you know, on average for 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 some folks into their checking account. How much uh, is the market trying to f- figure out? what's natural pent-up demand and what's kind of fiscal stimulus?
3: Well, for the moment, they're just happy that there's some kind of demand. Yeah, I mean, exactly. given what uh, these retailers have been through the last couple of months, and there, there's no doubt there's going to be a lot of back and forth in terms of where do things go from here. Uh, you have the extra unemployment benefits that are due to expire at the end of July, and right. there's focus on that piece of the puzzle in terms of what it may mean for consumers' willingness to spend down the line. You know, those twelve hundred dollar checks are certainly part of that. Uh, put it all together, you know, people are happy enough, it would seem, from the way the retail stocks are performing uh, with what they saw uh, in terms of the big picture, because like all the retailers in the S&P 500 are higher at the moment, at least the ones that are in the retail index. So, you know, take it and, and run with it and we see what happens as things unfold from here.
2: And Dave, yeah, as you mentioned, like Nordstrom is up 12%. It's been a long time since Nordstrom has seen that kind of a move, but also Norwegian Cruise Line, Carnival and so on, United Rentals. Dave, what about the bond market? How much is that impacting things? Because the Fed did say it was going to buy a whole swath of corporate bonds yesterday. Will that incentivize people to issue more?
3: I mean, that that is a, a real question. I mean, we are seeing a whole lot of companies uh, moving to the bond market as a way to kind of shore up their finances. And if you look at high-yield debt specifically, I mean, we had a report out that Americans talking about uh, a high yield debt issue uh, with Citigroup, and it would be backed by things like their airport slots and gates so they 're trying whatever they can to raise money and kind of keep things going and and When you look at the airlines they 're certainly uh you know having some pretty substantial gains in today 's trading uh american you know for example up eight point three percent at the moment so you know, the idea that the Fed is going to be there to, you know, backstop the investment-grade side of the market. Well, at the very least, it, it's being received as, you know, here comes some more support for markets from the central bank. And that that's tended to go over well the past several weeks.
1: Bloomberg Stock Center, Dave Wilson, thank you so much for that. We appreciate that on this strong opening uh, to the market today on the backs of the strong retail sales. We are awaiting uh, Fed Chairman Jay Powell in just moments with his uh, uh, comments down in Washington. To get a little bit of a preview, we welcome Ira Jersey, Chief U.S. Interest Rate Strategist for Bloomberg Intelligence. So Ira, we're seeing some of the headlines across the Bloomberg terminal here. Seems like status quo from Chairman Powell. Is that your read?
4: Well, status quo, given that he only spoke to us last week after the FOMC <laughs> yeah. meeting, he's reiterated a lot of those same things, right? They're going to keep interest rates low for a very long time until the uh, economy is, uh, is on a good trajectory. They do think at this point that inflation is going to be well below their target for a long time. So until you wind up seeing that uh, type of activity where you see inflation move a bit higher and growth on a steady trajectory, yeah, I think the Fed at this point is going to stay still remain pretty cautious in its outlook.
2: Why did the Fed decide to buy corporate bonds across the board yesterday, Ira?
4: Well, it's basically just making good on a promise that it made a couple of months ago, really, when uh, when the CARES Act was first... Um, but when the CARES Act w- was first um, uh, passed, the Treasury Department gave money to the Fed in order to uh, in order to buy corporate bonds, and that was one of the things in their promise. and And if you recall, Chair Powell said at the uh, at the April meeting, at the very end of April, that they would be buying, and, and that one of the reasons why they thought, why why the Fed thought that the corporate bond market had been doing so well, and why corporate bond spreads had tightened so much, was because of the implicit promise that the Fed made. So they would be in, be sure to. To enact that. Now, I think one of the challenges that they've had is they back then had they been able to implement the program immediately, there would have been bonds that you could have considered cheap on certain measures or models that that you might have for uh, where the debt should be versus say the survivability or or you know making sure that this company didn't go bankrupt or go out of business. Today, that's much harder because the corporate bond spreads are so tight that you can't do that. So they've created this new index uh, that they've done internally, um, so they could basically maybe buy you know huge swaths of the bond market in order to uh, in order to fulfill their pledge, but at the same time not show favoritism and also not buy things that are you know inherently very very uh, rich, which is uh, what some people are saying. Some of the investment grade debt certainly uh, appears to be.
1: So, Ira, in your You've been covering this stuff a long time. You've been following the, the Fed and the interest rate markets for a long time. Is this the most creative slash aggressive that you've seen the Fed reserve in terms of its market participation?
4: Well, it is, but it's also, you know, we've kind of blurred the lines a little bit. So so in many ways, you know, when we talk about things like the Main Street Lending Program or the Corporate Bond Buying Program, the Fed is implementing those programs. But in reality, it's not only a Fed program. It's really a joint program between the Treasury Department and and the Fed. So while the Fed is levering up some of the uh, the equity, the the Fed is not taking the first tranche of uh, of default risk so let us say that the Federal Reserve does buy 250 billion dollars in corporate bonds and you know 10 percent of them go um, uh, go bankrupt right and and there's 10 percent there's of losses in that portfolio well Ultimately, the Fed doesn't actually take that loss. The American taxpayer does through the money that the Treasury Department gave to the Fed. So so we have to keep in mind, this isn't okay. a Fed program. This is a government program.
2: It's a government program, but it can be levered 10 times, Ira. Is there anything unsafe about any of this?
4: Um, well, is there anything unsafe? That's a good question. I, I think the answer is, from the Fed's perspective, not really, because... If the Fed took a lot of losses in these portfolios, uh, the Treasury Department would have to prop that up. Now, could we be saying, should the government be involved in buying things from the corporate market? I think that's more of a, an existential question, and certainly one that is uh, um, predicated on your own political beliefs. I mean, the, the, the tenet of central banking is to provide liquidity to markets, and this is going a little bit beyond that, I think, in, in my personal opinion. Um, but they also have to do it, because they said that they would, right? So, so, so I think that's where they're going. Will they buy $250 billion? I don't think so. I think that they'll ultimately they'll buy far less than that, maybe closer to $100 billion in bonds. But um, it's still at something that I think they feel they need to do to fulfill that promise and not um, potentially widen credit spreads if they were to say that we're not, not buying any corporate bonds at all. So, Ira, re- boy, the Fed,
1: just from my perspective, I've been in this game for 30 years, and it just seems... This Fed has been, I think, the most aggressive and the most creative that I can remember. Um, are there tools left in the toolbox for the Fed that you think, should we see a, you know, a second wave and maybe even some lockdowns in the fall and the winter that this Fed has, or has it kind of used uh, most of its uh, uh, tools?
4: Well, first, it could certainly expand some of the tools that it it 's currently been using but but I think that a lot of anything that they would they would do in a major way uh, going forward when it comes to um, things like uh, you know help to the household sector that would have to come from another fiscal stimulus plan where maybe the the Federal Reserve administers it or levers it up like they are the uh, the main street lending program um, but but other things that they can do is things like yield curve control, so they can say like if Let's say the Treasury Department is issuing so many bonds that there is a buyer strike. The Federal Reserve could go out and say, "We're going to, um, you know, cap five-year bond yields at 75 basis points at 0.75 percent." If they were to do that, then they would wind up basically becoming the backstop buyer all the time for that part of the yield curve. And in doing so, they would definitely signal that they would uh, are keeping interest rates low for a very long period of time. And you've heard a couple of Fed speakers talk about that and how something like yield curve control might be implemented in the future. And I think probably it will be. It's just a matter of when.
2: All right. Our thanks to Ira Jersey from Bloomberg Intelligence, Chief Interest Rate Strategist.